I'm Preacher Paul, and on this episode of Magic in the Attic, we talked about whether or not athletes are really getting better. We talked about COVID risks for college athletes, how Americans see different narratives in the news. Uh, We also counted down our top five male dancer songs, so thanks for that question, Jay Bizzle. And if this sounds interesting to you, give us a listen. Submit your listener questions to magicintheatticpodcast at gmail.com and subscribe on your favorite platform. Follow us on the social medias and keep joining us for The Magic in the Attic. The Magic in the Attic is back at it again. You're just chilling to the rhythm and then the comes in. All right, yeah, now we can start the be- podcast. All right, JBM. If, go if, do if your we're intro. recording, okay. I can just go ahead and we'll say sing. this is not going to be a popular episode with women. <laughs> first, <laughs> things first. Yeah. First things first. If you are listening to this podcast, and we know that you are out there, we are closing in on 200,000 listeners. Or maybe it's 200. But someone is listening. So if that is you, whether you are our spouses, whether you are our friends, whether you're a stranger, especially if you're a stranger, send us a question. It can be a top five. It can be one of the top, anything you want us to talk about, send it our way at magic in the attic podcast at gmail.com. Is that right? That's right. Yes. yes. Or magic on the Twitter the at magic in the attic. Yes. At, at magic in the attic. You can on also Twitter. support this podcast. By sending us money so we can get good microphones. Or don't. And we'll I don't know where do you it. do that. We though. don't really care if we where have you do that? good or bad Dude, microphones. it ain't the microphone. It's my laptop, homie. Bro, you, you have to have this information prepared. Um, I don't know. We'll figure out how Dude, to Dude, we ain't got to be money. prepared for nothing because we ain't professional yet. Listen, I listened to the Heaven's Gate episode of the last podcast today, and it was awful. It was so bad. They sucked so bad back then. <laughs> I forget how bad it was. They just—they literally just redid Heaven's Gate within the last like, probably six months, I think, right? Yeah, because they. Oh, were, did like, they? Because I need to go back there. and listen to that. Because like they did that Heaven's Gate episode, and they were like, yeah. "Yeah, I think these are the facts. I don't know though." And you can tell they're like looking it up like during the show because he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, this is what it is." Yeah, yeah it was they, so they, terrible. They, they did the series on Heaven's Gate, and then they were like, uh, "They were like, yeah, we made the mistake of doing it when we didn't have any idea what we were doing." I was so just saying, like, we it. are like eight or nine episodes in, and it's been a lot of fun. I'm glad we're still doing it. I didn't know if it was. Hey, I li- yeah, like last three, week, yeah, dude, last week we awesome. had a lot of great energy. So let's keep it up. I'm in. <laughs> so okay. here's my question: Is this? I'm not quitting the podcast party- yet. The the turning point, oh, good. the turning point for last podcast on the left is the toy box killer. Which episode was that? The first grade episode. Killer? I think. I don't so. know what don't you're know talking about. <laughs> and yeah. welcome yeah, to the man. Magic in the Attic podcast. Welcome to the Magic in the Attic podcast. I'm Preacher Paul. I am looking at Piano Man, JBM, and Midnight Mark. And we're going to talk about some stuff. So, first of all, we're going to do our new, our well, now it's a recurring segment, our top five. But we got a we got a uh, question from um, a listener? Question mark? Is that right? That's this right. is a listener question. That is right. Uh, okay, so this listener. is we call him J Business. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, friend of the pod, J Business. Post uh, one a.m. Jacob Bozier. Well, we're saying people's real names on this podcast now. Really? Yeah, man. J Business. Okay. If you're a listener, your name's revealed. <laughs> you have been doxxed. <laughs> did we uh, did we ask this person if that was all right? Uh, yeah, it's all right. Uh, so um, he asked, "What would be our uh, well, what would be our top five songs that we would dance to as male exotic I dancers? I think it was uh, it was intros to your your male intro dancer songs? intro music. Your male dancer intro music. So if we're working at Chippendales in a some weird <laughs> topsy turvy world where people that look like us work at Chippendales, what are our top five songs? I think I'm going to go with. Uh, well, JBM said he's got the best list ever, so I'm going to let him go last. So I'm going to let Piano Man go first. Dude, mine's the best, so that's fine. I'll start it off hot and fresh. Also, the question <laughs> is weird because it says, what if you were an exotic dancer? But, you know, that's what I do every night. So. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right, so my list, I actually went. It was hard to come up with five songs, right? So I went the last five decades. One song from each decade. Mm. Okay. So the first cool. one actually isn't in the 70s, but it's 69, but it's going to count for me. And it's going to be the weirdest one for for an exotic dancer song, but that's all right. It's Ramble On by Led Zeppelin. I could see it being kind of like sensual in the beginning, but it like builds up and I would just get crazy, <laughs> you know? Okay. My number Man, four. this is going to be fun. My number four. I feel like my number four might be on someone else's list. Eye of the Tiger. By Survivor. <laughs> uh, I wish I had thought of that one. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Number three, we're hitting nineties. Everybody by the Backstreet Boys. Ah, uh, you. Suck. Bro, I thought you were gonna say everybody wants to be a cat. <laughs> that would be funny. Everybody wants to be a cat. It's <laughs> <laughs> like. Uh, somebody, somebody should have made this top five list to just all Disney songs. Just like <laughs> <laughs> wants to that'll, that's for next week. That's What's your Disney stripper pole? <laughs> all right, my two thousands is a song that whenever it comes on, I surprisingly know every word, and I'm like, how do I know every word to this song? It is "Money Maker" by Ludacris. Shake I thought you were gonna say maker. Friday by Rebecca Black. <laughs> that's not in the nineties, or that's not in the two thousands. But I think it is. Yeah. Oh wait, maybe not. Nah, bro. We were in college. Oh, it, oh, it could we, we old. <laughs> it could be like oh nine. But yeah, no, it's it's know. money maker by Ludacris. Shake your money maker. Uh, I mean, and you are from Atlanta. My two thousand tens. I knew you were trouble by Taylor Swift. Ooh. I feel like okay. it'd be a good okay. exotic dancer song. Okay. Or should I say? Really or should I say it is? Since that's what I do, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know you if I get the logic behind that pick, but <laughs> I, like I like it. it. I like the decades. All right, let's go to Midnight Mark top five. Yeah, I, I took a, a little different approach. I kind of went by style. Uh, it sort of decades, I guess, but I went by different music styles. Like if you know, depending on what mood I was in, you know, during the night, what would I intro to? So right. number one, I went on my my hard rock. Like if I wanted to be in that rocking mood, what 
what just sounds great, and that's Money Talks by ACDC. I mean, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna walk out on stage on intro music, that chorus, it just makes sense. Am I right? Yeah. Um, my number two, I went kind of the uh, that more like dirty pop with "Sexy Back" by Justin Timberlake because I have an affinity for JT, um, and I think that's like his best like I don't know pop dance hit. Um, number three for my hip hop, I went "Bowtie" by Outkast, keeping it in the uh, ATL. Yeah, yeah. Um, number one, Outkast is like my favorite hip hop group. Um, and I, I think they just put out super dope music, but if you've ever seen their movie, um, the, uh, whatever it's called, I don't even know. It's a terrible movie, but the music is really good. And the song where they're like the song where they're dancing, like in the thing and they're playing all the jazz music, that's bow tie. And I just, I don't know. I feel like if you're a Chippendale, that's what you wear, right? Number four, uh, because... I'm a 90s kid, and uh, you know that, that, that 90s pop you got to represent is Living La Vida Loca by, uh, by Ricky Martin, because, because why not? We're talking about uh, our intro music, right? Um, and then, because I wanted to have more of like a, you know, one of those like down-home songs, or not down-home, but like uh, more low-key songs, but also in the pop genre, uh, if you need to come out to something that's a little slower, you know, get the uh, get get the tears flowing. I chose "Man in the Mirror" by uh, by Michael Jackson. Crying so strip. That was yeah, it. That's because what I got. because when I go to a men's strip club, I want to cry. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you gotta I, have a good cry. I thought you were about <laughs> okay. to say "Down Home Girl." No, my I'm bad. Gonna, I don't know why I said gonna, "Down Home" at first. Nope. I'm gonna do my top five and then and then JBM can go. Okay, so I went number five, Cotton Eye Joe, because let's <laughs> let's be real. You can put, I mean, you you put me in some Daisy Dukes and have me just do any old dance to Cotton Eye Joe. People will throw money at me. Let's just be real. And uh, so then number four, I went Can't Touch This by MC Hammer because it's just it's pretty sure cool. Toby Jones might be in that video. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> Toby Jones. Good on him. He'll take all the work he can get. Number three. I said, no, Toby Jones is our host here. Yes. Well, they, they, they tell me I bear a resemblance. Number three, uh, I had Redheaded Stranger by Willie Nelson because your boy has red hair. And then number two, I had Hey Ya by uh, Outcast. Number one, don't listen to it, kids, because it is technically a felony now. The Whisper Song by the Ying Yang. <laughs> Ying <laughs> Guys, you can't beat it. You can't beat it for sheer shock factor. That's all I'm saying. I'm not recommending that anyone listen to that song in the worst, But I'm just saying. If, if that's what you're doing, if that's what you're doing, that makes sense. Okay, let's go to JBM and have him whisper his top five. Okay, so mine is actually a 20-minute set list for my dance. So 20-minute set out. list, okay. Get Busy by Sean Paul. Get Busy by Sean Paul, a.k.a. Shake That Thing. Miss, I not better shake that thing. All right, that's where I'm starting. Then we transition <laughs> into Electric Avenue by Eddie Grant. All right? Then we're going to pull things back. I don't even know that song. A little slower, a little more... A little more sensual 
Fernando by ABBA. Okay. <laughs> then, as we move This is along, like the Dennis Reynolds playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Get to number two. We turn a corner. Howlin' for You, which is a perfect strip to you song. Right? In every way. And number one, to send me off stage in a blaze of glory, hit me maybe one more time by Britney Spears. <laughs> I actually thought about JBM out. One. All right, pretty solid. Pretty solid. So, so I will say when I was making this. I'll this, be, yeah, it'd be good. I told my wife. All right, so Chippendales, <laughs> if you hire in, here's four guys. So, so I, I uh, told my wife this is the list for this week. She doesn't listen to the podcast. Wait, hold up. Piano Man has something to say. Can you not hear me? Hello? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, all right. Uh, I can I hear you. You're good. You're good. Trash connection. It's fine. Uh, she was like, she doesn't listen to the podcast, but I was like, all right, my top five, help me out. It's it's stripper songs. Like, what are my intro songs going to be? She was like, okay, well, you're not allowed to do any song by R. Kelly. And I was like, but Remix Ignition. Oh, man. And then, you were like, I, then I was like, how do I oh, not include man. Remix Ignition in this list? But I found a way. Dude. Preacher. You know, Do you remember that yeah. time when we lived at Roselawn where you took my iPod in the and like it was like super early in the morning. It may have been like seven or eight AM and all of a sudden I hear super loud. I mean like you had the thing cranked up as loud as it could go. My mind was telling me no <laughs> but my body my body you were I standing love in the middle of our of our living room just singing this song as loud as you could in the morning uh, it's, it's so good. as good a way to wake up as any when I, I would asked, say when I asked her why we couldn't do R. Kelly she said it's cause he traps little girls and rapes them in his bedroom and I said what like Tom Hanks she was like what he does that I said you should listen to our podcast <laughs> yeah yeah you would be down with Q if you would listen if you would even once listen to the pod Tom Hanks Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna talk quite a bit about sports today, but um, let's see. Piano Man, uh, he brought up the fact that I don't know if you guys saw, but Vanderbilt started a female kicker <laughs> uh, on uh, Saturday, and uh, she um, was SEC Special Teams Player of the Week, and. Player of the week, right? She was co-player of the week with a guy who like actually scored a touchdown or scored at all, Um, because Vandy got beat forty-one to zero. Um, So the uh, question was like, should people get awards for like participation trophies that? I I, uh, listen. I will say like, I you could you could make an argument that from an inclusion standpoint, like whatever girl power, like there's a girl out on the football field. Cool, 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 cool. But still, one of her kicks was like thirty yards. And yeah, can I only can I can I start from like the non PC that like clearly, if you disagree with this, you'll probably never listen to our podcast ever again. Um, but so yeah. I read an article a couple hours after the game, and they were like. They were like, um, the squid kick that she kicked was perfectly executed. And I've gone back and watched this thing a couple Isn't times. Isn't that something you can always this, say about a squid kick? Though, yeah, so this totally was not, not a squib kick. It was the opening kickoff to the second half. 
in which the ball went 35 yards in the air and bounced another seven. And, I mean, they they oh, never got her in field goal range to, to attempt a field goal. So, I, I think all of this stuff is just a publicity stunt. You know, maybe... Yeah. It really is. Like, she literally kicked it, I think, just the one time. She had one kickoff. It, I think it went net, like, 41 total yards. And then the media is acting like it's a squib kick. When, again, go watch it. It was not a squib kick. She just... Now, I sent a text message to a couple people about it. You know, somebody was saying, well, you know, it's her first kick ever. Maybe it was a shanked kick. That's possible. It's totally possible that it was shanked, that she... That she could actually kick it the full length of the field. I don't know. Yeah. But there's this fake narrative that it was a squib kick, that she did exactly what she was supposed to do. So that's why she's special teams player of the week because she had one kick and it was perfect and she's a female. When I think it was yeah. just a, either a bad or a shanked kick and she just happens to be female and not to mention they then fired their coach after the game so the Vanderbilt yeah. is dumb they do well, all this stuff where they have all this great like, publicity yeah. and then they fired their coach like a couple hours later yeah but their team freaking sucks though okay, i know I'll but it's just funny piano man respond to his own question cuz we kind of took off on it but yeah what, sorry. what, what <laughs> I mean, prompted you asking this piano man well i mean you get it i mean there was a it's a, it's a really cool story, right? About a girl who was playing soccer. She was a goalie for Vanderbilt. Yeah. The, Vanderbilt's terrible at, at football. They don't even have a good kicker. So they needed somebody to kick. And so a girl comes in, was the first girl to kick in Division One football. Super cool story. Um, but then comes around like awards time. And she, she, she only made one kick because Vanderbilt's so terrible. They didn't even get in like scoring distance she never attempted a point pat or a field goal yeah um, she only kicks one kickoff um and it's a squib kick maybe who knows um but, and, they, and mean, also they said knows. her field everyone yeah. knows that was not a squib kick well it, it could have been i mean it kind of <laughs> looked like it could have been man no. it was just so bad it could have been I, I, we'll give her the benefit of the doubt even if it wasn't even if it was a squib kick um when award season comes around or you know the award week comes around. They give her an award for being player, special teams player of the week, basically just for being a girl and kicking it. And I started wondering, like, you know, what if they handed out awards to dudes who just kicked a perfect squib kick? Like, what? What is going on? <laughs> she, does she deserve yeah. this award? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. And I, then, like, I, I'm yeah. with you, and I will backtrack a little. I'm with you. It is a cool story, you know, if she made the team and all that stuff. But, like, I, and, again, maybe if she got in field goal range and got to kick one, she would have made it. I mean, who knows? She only kicked the ball one time. So, I mean, maybe, but I don't know, dude. That's just hard. It's, it's just difficult for me to be handing out awards to what, to me, looks like a failed attempt. Right, but squid yeah. kicks are, I guess part of the my question is, kick, kickoffs are attempted all the time, and no special teams player, I'll, I'll go out, on a limb and say this no special teams player of the week has ever only attempted kickoffs and gotten special teams player of the right. week. Right. It's usually like that. if it's a kicker, they normally kick like the game winning field goal or something like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Kickoffs are or it's like a not, returner. not special at all in any way. So yeah. she got it because she was a girl. She attempted something that's never been done. Um, but should like that be awarded, <laughs> you know, or should the right. merit it seems, itself be awarded? Yeah. Seems like kind of a, kind of a low bar we're setting to hand out the special teams yeah. player of the week. I mean, the other dude who was the, who was robbed of his sole title of special teams player of the week returned a 50 yard punt for a touchdown was the first player to return a punt for a touchdown for Florida since 1985. So seems like that guy kind of got robbed. Um, but that's just me. Um, sorry, not 1985. My apologies. Yeah, I think they might have had a My apologies. return. Sorry, the there was an, the last one was an 85-yarder. But nonetheless, he was the first Gator since 96 to score a passing, rushing, receiving, and punt return touchdown in his career. Like, he actually yeah. did something. So I think we're all missing the best part of this story, though. And the best part of this story is that before halftime, she went to the coach and said, the guys need a good halftime speech. Can I give it to them? Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I heard about that. that. Yeah. It's pretty cringe. It's pretty cringe, Bro, the stuff she, she was saying. She was like, yeah, and I just told them, guys, like you're not cheering for each other, and we have to support each other out here. She gave the halftime speech. I wish it, it was, was literally like, let's hold just, hands and yeah, color with like, crayons. Listening to her describe her halftime speech and how cool she thought it was, well, it was obviously, special. Obviously, it was a really rousing halftime speech because they lost 41 to nothing. <laughs> right. They really got them fired up. And she came out and kicked the halftime kickoff <laughs> and kicked it 40 yards. Right. It's such she, a good she speech also, that the coach got fired. <laughs> she inspired herself. Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, coach let her give a speech and, and they, they fired him. <laughs> so, now, to be fair, to be fair to the situation, uh, and Piano Man might have said this a second ago. I was kind of reconnecting here. But... Uh, my understanding is this. Their, I don't know if their kicker got hurt, but Vanderbilt does not have a men's soccer team. So that's allegedly that is why they went and found this girl. I would argue to say there's probably some random dude on their team who could kick it further than she did. Yeah. But, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but just to answer the question in general, no, we shouldn't be giving out participation trophies for anything. Like this is the kind of award that this chick – would get like posthumously, like, oh, Sarah Fuller, she laid the groundwork for all the women who are dominating the NFL today. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? This isn't a, this is not an award that you give out as it happens. In the future, there will only be I, women in the I, NFL. I also, yeah, and I guess, and I also just wonder, I'm ready like, for women linebackers. Oh, so here's the other thing. I really can't. I mean, I really right can get down with like maybe this chick, you know, kicked a squib kick, but did she kick it because that's all she could do? You know what I mean? Like, I just find it. I don't know. I but I do. I guess I find it a little bit more interesting. I didn't know that about Vanderbilt not having a, a women's soccer team or a men's soccer team. So I guess it does actually make sense that they went out and got like their best female player or maybe their strongest female player um, because they just needed someone to kick. But I just, man, I don't know. Yeah, I, you're telling me there's not there's not a single person on that team that like kind of understand like a, their punter. You're telling me the punter can't kick it out of the back of the end zone. Like that just seems yeah. interesting. Nah, it's. I think it. Vanderbilt, I think it is. Call me. 
Choose. <laughs> I'm in. You gotta be a student, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta. You're gonna have to re-enroll, yeah, bro. But the real question is, is like, what do no you guys think about them? Like, you know, having this historic moment. They're on. You know, she's on every talk show host, every or every radio thing. That she's, you know, the the opening lead story of everything. You know, the next day, the ending story, the day of, right? And they just like fire Mason that day. Like they didn't even let him finish out the season and kind of have a little feel good like, thing. Had he won a single game all year? I am but my I'm I understand them firing him. That's not my 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 point. My point is is that you you actually have some like positive media momentum as Vanderbilt football and you're like, "Nah, fire the coach." <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, we also talked about like uh, I mean, wait, I, wait. I, this they is had positive tangent. momentum. Can you media momentum? That? <laughs> the kickoff went like, 30 yards, dude. That's pretty good. <laughs> No, he's talking about PR. 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 He's talking about him. Yeah. I was kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, Okay. So I guess we should move on to. uh, We'll do our one sort of not sports related question, then we'll come back to sports. But before we do that, I'm going to tell a joke. So a viral video shows a squirrel eating fermented pears and becoming inebriated. Uh, this happened this past week. The situation was all right, said authorities, until the squirrel drove his car to the local Wendy's and passed out in the driver's seat. From there, well, you don't want to hear the rest of the story. Hard times for a squirrel of color in the white man's America. We can cut that one if you don't want it. But... Hey, it could have been a white. What? It could have taken place in Bowling Green. It could have been a white squirrel. White squirrel. Yeah, yeah, it could have been a white. Squirrel. Um, That's true. It also was this was this squirrel related to Jacob Blake? <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, that's a different guy. But we're gonna Ooh, get in oh, even okay. more trouble now. <laughs> oh, this is bad. This podcast uh, is bad. <laughs> I, 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 oh man, I shouldn't have told that. Let's one redeem it. Knew, but I was, all right, all right, all right. So racist. <laughs> Uh, JBM asked, all right, I'm going to let him de- defend this one because it seems kind of general, but I'm going to let him go with it. He asked, um, is how fake is the news? Basically was his question. I think he asked, is the news fake? But that's so stupidly simple. I'm not going to ask that. Uh, but he was basically saying, uh, same screen, different movie. Are we all looking at the red and gold or the blue and gold dress from... When did that thing go viral? I don't know. JBM, talk about this. A couple of years ago. Well, so <clears throat> I started thinking about this because I was actually having a conversation with my father. And okay. uh, he had watched an interview where this guy was saying, hey, like, the biggest problem with our culture today, it isn't, like, our morality. It isn't, you know, these other things. It's that you and I can literally sit down and watch something and see two completely different things of like any topic, like the president gives a speech or, you know, uh, a Hollywood actor, you know, says something or sends a tweet or, you know, the the speaker of the house says something or just anything like that. I mean, everything's political now, it seems like, but like literally like it, it feels like, I mean, we say half and I know there's, you know, there's a libertarian crew out there somewhere, but basically half of the country 
views things completely different. They watch the same thing. Like, we all watch the debates, right? And literally, like, half the people are like, oh, man, my guy did so good. So, like, is the news actually fake? Or do people just view things through a lens now that is just pure confirmation bias on literally everything? Hmm. I don't know. Do you- Piano Man? Yeah, so... Yeah, I think so. Yes. I mean, and it's funny that you're asking this question because I was literally thinking about this today. So I listened to Joe Rogan on my way out uh, to Eastern Kentucky, and he was talking about um, the voter fraud and stuff. And it was with somebody who, you know, clearly doesn't believe that there is any. And, you know, he was talking about the subject in Michigan where they did the fire alarm thing and blah 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 right and all these guys start talking about how like oh yeah like that's weird but that's like one precinct and maybe there's like maybe they are committing fraud right but how many hundred votes actually come out of there and then they were talking about how there was like you know the disc that had more trump votes but if you look at how many more trump votes of biden votes it was only like 500 so like you're talking a very minuscule number, but then like later that day, I listened to Stephen Crowder and he talked about the same subject, but the way he talked about it was from a completely opposite stance, which was if there's any fraud at all, if you can prove that at all whatsoever, it doesn't matter the margin, it's all bad, shouldn't be counted, nothing should be kid, you know. So I mean, it, I do think the news has its narratives. I do I do think that people that want to say something out loud on a on a platform have have narrative differences. But I also yeah. think you're right. I mean, people are going to want to believe what they want to believe at the same time. So what yeah. I what yeah, I find man. interesting about the question is like, do you consider news when you're asking this question, do you mean news is in mainstream media? Like is in what you watch on TV? Or do you mean just in general altogether? I think just, I mean, pretty much anyone that can, would consider themselves like a news outlet. And, and really, to be fair, some of the ones that um, say they're not, but they are. Like, so, for example, like, does Jack Dorsey, who runs Twitter, does he, yeah. like, actually think he's doing good stuff? Does he think he's doing, like, the right thing? Or does, does he, like, it seems like I mean, Jack, to a lot of people, so Jack he's, like, maliciously... So Jack is like, such a weird one because yeah. every time I listen to him, I feel like he really, truly believes he's doing the right thing. Like, I actually think he is, but he's wrong, like, in the way he does it. But I really think he's, like, actually good-hearted. Of all of the big tech guys, I feel like Jack Dorsey, like, I disagree with almost everything he does. But I don't I trust, like, he, like, his, like, facial hair and, like, style choices. <laughs> like, why does he look like Rasputin right now? Yeah, he does. But but like if you listen to him on Joe Rogan or whatever, he has, I don't know. He seems like he actually has thought through things and he has yeah. really good reasoning and he just comes. He out definitely on. comes off more like a relatable person than like right. Mark Zuckerberg, who is a robot. But he's. But really didn't they talk about that in the next episode of Rogan where he said he thinks it's that Dorsey's a good guy? He just lives so much in this bubble that he literally yeah. doesn't understand any other culture other than the one that he's in right kind of, yeah i feel like right that's, 
That's kind of the question, though. Like, it's well, yeah. Self, and if you think about it, it's a self-fulfilling yeah. confirmation bias. Like, yeah, it's just, in his he, interest to be in that bubble too. Yeah, like, he, like almost like does does someone like that even understand why conservatives think like, dude, you're censoring people on Twitter? Right. That's what I think is weird about watched news is I feel like really you can't watch the news or a debate and get two totally different sides of the story. But when when you read a transcript of the debate. I feel like generally you're going to get more similar viewpoints on the debate. So that's kind of why I asked the question I did. Um, uh, like, I, I don't know. It's really weird to read a transcript of the debate um, of any stand debate. Stand back really. and stand down. <laughs> yeah. Well, I almost wonder it's similar to like the uh, social credit thing we were talking about last week where like, um, you know, if, okay, yeah, so say this. Yeah, if you're talking about the social credit, think about the people who think that it's a good thing to report people for having, quote-unquote, poor ideas, right? There are people who probably think the social – I mean, AOC, I bet, is somebody who thinks the social credit system is good. You report somebody for being bad, right? So, Or, or having different ideas than you, right? But then, obviously, more people – does that make sense? Like, there are just people out there that believe – so hard that well it's kind of the same argument that people have about christians all the time like oh you just want to shove your religion down my throat right it's very similar to that in a sense it is funny but nobody wants that enforced but then when it's their viewpoint they want it to be enforced it's it's really goofy because when when it's something you disagree with you don't want it to be enforced on you but when it's something you agree with you're fine with it being enforced on others that's why as a yeah. libertarian, you're like, let people do what they want to do. Yeah. And make mistakes. Weird. Yeah. yeah it's sometimes it's libertarians okay wrong. You know? Yeah. Sometimes libertarians are annoying because they try so hard to be consistent about every little thing that they become like autistic, but they're better than most other people who literally make no attempt to be consistent whatsoever in, in like their, their ideology, I guess I'd say. I would say I'm guilty of that religiously and probably... Yeah. In every aspect of my life, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Just being autistic, I mean. Yeah. Uh, well, we all knew that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I, okay, so JBM had another question that was not about fake news. It was about sports. Um, and it, actually, all the jokes we have left are about sports, uh, or all the, all the subjects we have left. But I'm going to tell a joke in between. But this one is shorter and less racist than the last one. So, uh, a British woman incurred... Well, if it's racist, it's against the British, so it's all right. Uh, A British woman incurred $130,000, or $130,000, maybe it was pounds, I don't know, but $130,000K, $130K in damages after she, uh, she smashed 500 bottles of liquor in a store over the holiday weekend. You know, last time I saw a video uh, that British, uh, th- that much smashing, it was the last Austin Powers movie. So, but dude, that video is crazy, though. <laughs> I need to watch the video. Dude, did y'all see that video of that woman doing that? <laughs> she was like messed oh, out. I'm pretty sure. Dude, that was so crazy. She was like how much? How many bottles in the store? It, it was, was like over well, how much bottles. was it? Like five hundred thousand dollars worth of liquor. It was like $130,000. Uh, 
Oh my. Uh, was, damage was, done to the store. So I think that's like the added value of all the bottles that she smashed plus like the cleanup and all the damage that she did. So, yeah, don't do that, kids. Superstar. <laughs> if she had just drunk like $1,000 worth, she, st- she wouldn't be with us anymore. <laughs> now that's a joke. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, yeah, really would have been better if she had just killed herself. <laughs> What? Oh, this podcast is terrible. (laughs) No, it's awesome. This podcast is going to have a long and prosperous future. I feel it in my bones. Um, (laughs) So, so, JB, the JBM's other question was: um, it had to do with okay. He sent me this TED talk. I watched it. Uh, He the TED talk is interesting. So the and it's about this question. The question is: Are athletes getting better, or is technology just getting better? And I'll let JBM give some context. To I that. love that question. Okay, yeah. so this is super cool TED Talk. I want to credit David Epstein. As far as I know, there is no Ooh. relation. No to relation the, to Jeffrey. To the late Jeffrey Epstein. All tests um, were done on little kids, but no relation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to send this to you guys uh, when we get done or whatever. But uh, it was super, super interesting. Um, so basically, long story short, uh, what he does is he says, okay, are we getting better? He said there's like this inherent thought that we're just getting better as humans. Everything. He said, but are we getting better as sports science just getting better? And he gave a ton of examples. And I'm just going to kind of share a few of them, but definitely watch it. It's like 15 minutes. And it was really cool. But so he talks about Jesse Owens first. And he says when Jesse Owens held the world record in like the 1930s, I believe it was, he ran a 10.2 second 100 meter dash. And this TED Talk's from 2014, but... He said Usain Bolt, when he ran and finished, and he plays it out in there, but he would have finished 14 feet in front of Jesse Owens, which is a lot in a 100-meter dash. And so then they, they started breaking it down. They said, okay, well, Jesse Owens ran on cinder, cinder track, which is not even remotely what we're dealing with now. Like It, it kind of slowed you down, really, relatively. And now it's like a perfect strip to run on. Um, but not only that, so then they were like, okay, well, how much did that affect? And they said it's like 1.5% slower. But then they were like, okay, also Usain Bolt had blocks that he exploded out of. Meanwhile, Jesse Owens is back here with like a garden trowel, like digging holes in the ground so he can have something to launch out of. And somehow science, you know, whatever, they went through and they like analyzed his like fast twitch muscles and how quickly he was, you know, his muscles were moving. And they said that Jesse Owens, if he had the exact same technology, uh, same track, same spikes, same uh, blocks that Usain Bolt did, he would actually not be 14 feet behind. He would be within one stride. Um, so, and that's not to mention, obviously, other things that have changed in sports technology as far as what you eat and how you treat your body and stuff. Um, yeah, and then, he was he was talking. What was that? Uh, the one guy he was talking about who was running track and he was like drinking rat poison and brandy. Yeah. So the guy, <laughs> so he compared. He opens the whole thing and he talks about um, the marathon winner from like 1904 or something in the Olympics ran like three and a half hours or something, and then the marathon winner in 2012 was like two hours and like ten minutes. So like just like a massive difference, and. They talked about obviously things have changed on how people run, but like back then, this guy, as he was running, 
was drinking brandy and rat poison because he thought it was like a performance enhancing drug <laughs> like during the race but anyway and old timey uh, medicine is yeah. just so awesome so he's like dehydrating <laughs> himself while he's running yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, but he probably could have run it in an hour and a half if he had been <laughs> drinking rat poison. So, yeah. uh. so part part of his his point became like, hey, are we not only is technology better as far as the equipment, but like we're better at finding people. He said like in the yeah. 1920s, the average high jumper and the average shot putter were the exact same size, height and weight, which is crazy because that's definitely not true now. But then, like, because oh, the, everyone's th- theory was the average man, average height, average weight is perfect for sports. And then as time went on, everyone realized that was dumb. And so they started to adapt. Like, he has one part on there where he, he talks about Michael Phelps and then the guy who, I'm not sure if he still holds the record, but the guy who held the world record for um, the mile at the time. And he talks about how, like, a swimmer is built perfectly if they have short legs and a long torso. And how a runner is built perfectly if they have a long legs and a short torso. And Michael Phelps is like 6'4". This dude's 5'9". But they have the same inseam because of how they're built. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. The statistic um, he gave that blew my mind was when he was like... Uh, the Kalenjin talk- men? Well, he was... Yeah, well, he was talking about the NBA players. And he was like, yes. if you... If you know, like, a basically a, a, guy, a male who is seven feet tall actually seven feet tall and he's in his like 20s or 30s there's like a 17 percent chance that he's in the nba right now like that he's playing like if, if you yeah, yeah like, like he's so, like there are that few people yeah. that are that tall it's that abnormal well so, and like, that was the, a, yeah yeah th- that was the other point he made is not only were we better at finding these people but all of a sudden there was more incentive to find these people he said in 1983 yeah. when the pl- i guess it was it must have been the players union signed a deal with the league like that they could get part of the tv money and stuff the number of NBA players over seven feet tall like doubled like overnight because they were like anyone who could play wanted to now because they actually had a reason because of the money. Um, and then the last last little bit, last thing I'll share because I just thought this was really interesting is he talked about like how we specifically find people that are better at stuff. So in the history of the, so we think of like Kenyans as like the best runners, right? Long distance runners. But Kenyans don't think of Kenyans as the best runners. They think of the Kalenjin tribe, which represents like 10% of their country. So I thought this was crazy. So in the history of the United States, up to this point, again, it's 2014, there have been 17 men that had ever broken two hours and 10 minutes in a marathon, okay, in the history. And in October of 2013, 32 people from the Kalenjin tribe broke for two hours and 10 minutes in one month, twice as many people from that tribe broke that barrier than have in the entire history of the United States, which is crazy. But anyway, coming back to the original question, are we getting better or is sports science just getting better? So it's, it's such a cool question because even the two hour mark has recently been broken and it's only by broken by people who where the Nike vapor flies, which have been proven to be 9% or something more efficient for a professional for as far as shoes, right? And they can even try these on amateurs and they'll be like 14% more efficient just from a shoe they're wearing, right? That's crazy. Which is insane, but it's really cool because you want technology to get better, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like that's a detriment. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but but the question is, like, that person's actually 14% slower or even more because technology's continued to, like, get more efficient. So, so I really do think it is a lot to do with technology. I don't think as a human race we're, like, just becoming more superior. In some ways, maybe, but I, I think it's pretty equal to what it's been. Especially, like, you look at baseball. I, I want to know... I, the Red Sox have a pretty old stadium, um, but I think they've kind of changed their walls even maybe over the years. I don't really know that much, but um, I, I want to know like the home run numbers. Have they increased more like as, as we've gone? I think baseball is cool because it's a really old sport that stays relatively the same. But yeah. the, the difference is like you, you see bats change, you see balls change, you see all this stuff change. Yeah, but, and the but, strategy behind the game is totally different now than it was back yeah. in the old school days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Billy it's Bean. because of tech, technology, though. Like, yeah. It, yeah. It, it changes how everything it, it has I, evolved. I think just offhand, I'm, uh, my understanding of baseball is that baseball accelerated extremely quickly in the steroids era, and then it kind of took a step back, but now we're like, it's back. Like, as far as home runs go. I think I read something about that yeah. last year. But do you remember the whole thing about a lot of home runs started happening and they realized it's because they changed the ball and then so they changed it back. Yeah. Like, it's all these minor factors that you don't realize are happening. You think everything's I feel like baseball the is the only game where they fight against making the game more exciting. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's actually uh, true. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, I think we just, uh, in a way, we're getting better, like, uh, in terms of, like, our knowledge is increasing, because obviously technology and sports science has to do with our collective ability as humans to care for our bodies and train for things like, you know, long-distance marathons and sports like basketball and football and stuff like that. Um, But uh, I also think that, like, like, sports science was not a thing at the turn of the century, like when Jesse Owens was running, like when all those old school athletes were setting their records, like they weren't training. Like he talks about this in the Ted talk too. Like the, their training back then was nothing even compared to what college athletes train at the level that they train at today. Um, they just weren't as regimented and weren't as disciplined about it generally back then. Yeah. And there not, wasn't not, like a science to it. Not so, to mention, you, you you know, you think about guys, uh, I saw something like a couple weeks ago, LeBron James and Russell Wilson spend a million dollars a year on their body. Like making well, sure that yikes. they're like I, in the best shape possible. They're eating the right thing and, every, and all that. That's crazy. That, that was gonna, That was what I was going to say too. Cause like, I know a lot of, there's like stories of a lot of, you know, NFL players. I, I think a lot of it has to do with the market too. Like, there was all those baseball players in the in the twenties and thirties that you know they'd go play baseball and then they'd go work on the factory. You know, they'd have to go to their day job or whatever. You know, half of these guys were smokers. Um, yeah. You know, people talk about how like in the NFL, guys would just be smoking in the locker room in like the in like the sixties and seventies. You know, um, yeah. and and people don't do that anymore. Like because of because of the amount of money <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> well, yeah, true. But like Brought because of the amount of money in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. But but you know what I mean? Like well, I because a really they're they're worth so much mo- so much more money these days, you want to be in the most pristine shape. You know what I mean? And so a lot of it has to do with the equipment, but I think to your point a little bit more, the the training. People just 
you know, people who go go to the NBA or go to the MLB or the NFL, that's their that's their livelihood. They're the richest people. They're some of the richest people in the country now. Yeah. You know, even yeah, 30, 40 years ago, that wasn't true. You know, I mean, this is kind of a more yeah. recent thing. Um, yeah. And the last thing that I'll say about it is I have a I have a friend whose wife is um, is a physical trainer for Bellarmine. Um, and she told me that like, uh, that like technology and that kind of stuff is better these days, but it is like actually statistically true that, you know, uh, that athletes get hurt more often now because of their training habits, because they have these, uh, because of the way that they train, they put more stress on certain parts of their body and they, they don't equal themselves out. Because, you know, a basketball player will train differently than a football player. And a football player will train differently than a basketball player. But there's certain things that they all should do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so players in a certain sport will get certain injuries more often because of target-specific training. That's what she was yeah. talking about. So I thought that Piano was interesting man, as well. Piano man's trying to jump in, yeah. Sorry, I'm done. No, no that's <laughs> cool. I was actually going to make a point, and you were kind of uh, like – fleshing it out but but in 50 years we're going to look back and say that we were doing things today because technology continues to increase wow they were doing this type of training that leads to injuries and all these people are getting hurt because they were doing this stupid thing but that's going to mm -hmm. be what technology does like it, it 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 makes everything more efficient sure we're better but maybe we're getting more injuries because of something that we're doing and, and we're going to improve on that. And then they're going to look back in 50 years from there and say they were doing something stupid and things are going to get better. But is the well, humans, are the humans themselves actually getting better or are we just continuing to like figure out the way that he, that the human itself works and, and make it the most efficient possible? Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and to that point on injuries, like part of me wonders too, like, and I, and I don't know the exact, you know, uh, situation you're citing here so this might be way off base but like are people getting hurt more or are guys more cautious because there's so much more money at stake like are you more willing to sit out a game now than you were in the 70s what? because in the 70s like you just had to play like I mean and really even back then a lot of those guys just played because they loved the game it wasn't even really and, and maybe yeah so and maybe much. they are telling more of the truth but she told me and I mean again she's a I mean she's a physical trainer at Bellarmine, like, you know, she, she's taking classes and done different things. Like she told me that, uh, that the injuries are more prevalent now because, hmm. you know, back in the day, people used like everyone in every sport would do push-ups and sit-ups and they would run. There would, there'd be all these little things that you would do in every single sport. Now, if you're a defensive lineman, you might bulk up a little bit more, your, you know, your weight and all that stuff might be different. Right. But for the most part, like actual uh uh like endurance training was all the same across everything and people were just more balanced strength wise and she said that that's that's why there's more prevalent injuries in 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 contact sports that it's like proven to be so well this is going to segue nicely into the last subject of the night because it's also sports related but uh between here and there, I will give you a joke. Taiwanese lawmakers fought on the floor of parliament on Friday with members of the Nationalist Kuomintang Party throwing pig guts all over the proposed 
all, all over the opposition, uh, they're over a proposed bill that would allow imports of American pork and related products. Jeez, I've heard of pork barrel spending, but never pork intestine filibuster. <laughs> you got to get your joke voice back, man. I think you're not doing joke voice this time. And I think it would have been better, uh, would have been better if they were all Muslims. <laughs> so, Midnight Mark asked about COVID risk in college sports. So he was saying that we know of nobody has gotten COVID playing college sports. Um, nobody. And, that's not what he said. What? Okay. No. Well, I'll I'll let Mark take this away. So college sports right now, like a lot of uh, specifically in basketball. So if in in basketball right now, the rule is if anyone on the team coach assistant coach player whatever ha- get test positive for covid-19 you have to shut down for 2 weeks like no matter what cancel all your games a lot of times those games can't be rescheduled so there's going to be like a lot of teams that are going into their conference play or even the tournament that have like 10 fewer games and you look at like college football right now and there's all these players who who are playing on teams that don't have a lot of wins. There's only one week left, you know, that are completely opting out of the season. And like some players at like Louisville opted out a week two, you know, and they're just completely opting out because they're using this rule that was created. And I, I kind of think it's making things worse, not only just from a, a product standpoint, but you know, I, I think it's causing some like emotional toll on these guys because they got to go to practice, go to the game, and then they got to go right back to their dorm. They can't do anything. They can't be a kid, you know, because they can't get COVID or the team gets shut down. And it's just making things, I think, worse. And, my, you know, what I was thinking about was, like, yes, these players are getting COVID, but, like, no one has died. Um, and, like, there isn't even any, you know, the, the whole media narrative on COVID is if you get COVID and you go home, you're killing grandma. But, like, no player's grandma is like died because they played they played in a game and took it home and killed their grandma. You know what I mean? And so my my thing is like should we ha- based on what we know and we've been doing this for 6 months now, which is if an athlete gets covid, they're fine. Like why why are we still doing this thing where things are shut down or like right now I'm watching a basketball game and they have, they have their, uh, they have their seats spaced out six feet apart, but then they go in the game and they're like, you know, breathing and sweating on each other. (laughs) I I just don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. Why, why are we still playing this like dog and pony show for sports when literally no one is dying? They're getting it, but no one's dying and it's not even really affecting anyone. Is it literally just, like this is how PC we have to be that we're going to quote unquote kill grandma. If we get, if we do anything, it well, starts I, with prop and it ends with a ganda. Uh, okay. I already know what JBM Uganda? is going to say. Who is the, the one of us who definitely is COVID positive, by the way, I already know what he's going to say about COVID. Go ahead. Piano man. Is he going to die? Nah, 50, he's all right. So not. But I mean, like, is it making it worse on the kids? You know, I mean, it's not gonna die today. It's funny because your question was like more like, is COVID overblown? And I feel like at first I wanted to take it really seriously, 
but you know we're six months in and it's overblown but that's not really is that not your question no it's more about the sports relate i mean it's kind of twofold it's kind of twofold so like why is there the narrative that if you had thanksgiving you're killing grandma and we put it into the sports where we have clear examples right of all the oh so again take the ravens and the steelers they keep bumping this game back lamar jackson isn't even sick and he can't play you know what i mean it's like why 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 because COVID is overblown I don't know if this is. I saw yeah, they have I don't know. the game okay, back so okay, far okay. now that J.K. Dobbins is now allowed to play. Yeah. It's been like <laughs> okay, seven there you go. Days. <laughs> I uh, well, okay, so maybe this isn't your question, Midnight Mark, but this is maybe just a question um, that I have, which is like, is there a way to still for the NFL? Uh, be, uh, to uh, show to the public that they're taking COVID seriously while not delaying any games, like while not doing this stuff where we, we bump games because somebody tested positive for COVID. We just sub the next guy in and we go. But let's be Quick. serious. If we're taking COVID seriously, these people shouldn't be wearing masks or anything. They should just not be associating with the people who are at risk. And people who are at risk shouldn't be saying, hey, you who are in the NFL, come over to my house because you're my grandson. Like, if you're scared <laughs> to get it, don't be associating See, with yourself with someone who might have quick, it. Just, I need a quick caveat to this question. Define taking COVID seriously. Okay. Uh, but, I, I mean, from Wearing the NFL's mask, perspective. Social distancing. Like, like the, the NFL is, yeah. is necessarily obliged to take COVID more seriously than you, Travis, I, because they're a huge... Like, I get, yeah, I guess this is my... I guess my point is, if you test positive for COVID and you're a college basketball player, why do you? Why does the entire team have to sit out for two weeks? Like, Why not the rule just be you can't go home? which is the rule for literally everyone else in life. Like you can, because these athletes are not dying. Like, and, right. and not even are they not dying. They're not having like problems. They're just getting over it and going back and playing their sport. Like, because you're more righteous if you're stopping the spread, of course. Yes. Yeah. Even if you're not at risk at all. A hundred percent. That's the real answer. And, and I mean, like, did y'all see this weekend? This is crazy. They have the band in the stands at this game, and they have a hole in the middle of their mask so they can blow their trumpet. And they, Let me tell you. Did you sorry, see, like, ahead. they have bags Brown. on the end of their trumpets and stuff? Yes. So here's Stupid. the deal. If this disease was actually so serious that you were going to die, if you didn't have a mask on, guess what? They wouldn't cut holes in masks so guys could play trumpets. Yeah. It's just so everyone that is viewing this on TV constantly sees a mask. Literally this week, week 12 of the NFL is the first week. Not only were the coaches required to wear masks, now the players are too. So that you at home know, oh, they have to do it too. Now I have to do it. Well, have you ever heard of this term, virtue signaling? Yeah. That's virtue literally, signaling. That's literally what this is like I, a game I of. I will it's say, a game nothing of virtue drives signaling. me. Nothing drives me more insane than when there will be somebody on the TV, like doing a segment on TV, like on the news. Uh, and I was seeing this a lot during the election coverage when I was like watching the mainstream news, unfortunately. Uh, they'll like cut away to some reporter in the field and they'll be on camera with a mask on, like talking to camera. 
but you can only under make out like every fourth word they say because they have a mask on. Uh, so I'm like, Ugh, I hate. Well, I you hate know what's funny is like we're it. we're four Christians, and I feel like as a Christian, you get familiar with the term virtue signaling before you like ever. Yeah, no, we know all about it. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. But like right now, it's like a time for like the world to be like, oh, this is virtue signaling. Like I gotta show everybody that I know what's up. Well, it's really cool that like secularism is taking on all these religious characteristics because like it's not something we ain't seen before. I don't know. You know, the government wants to be the new religion. So, well, and I mean, like, well, that's that's such that right now every headline about this is we're sorry we don't want you to be able to like cause mass like mass killings. You know what I mean? It's all like. Oh, if you're yeah. somebody who, if you're somebody who doesn't wear a mask, or if you're a Christian and you had Thanksgiving with your entire family, like, um, you know, sorry, Andy Bashir, but uh, we did. <laughs> we had everybody over. <laughs> um, that this, you're uh, this episode, causing. This episode is going to be titled "COVID Misinformation Episode." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That you're causing, like, that you're like a mass killer. That's like the new thing right now. And, and it just, it, and I think that's why like sports and I, I guess it kind of comes back to like my sports thing is I've just been seeing and reading all this stuff about these guys that are just opting out of their teams. A lot of the fact, you know, that they're bad, you know, bad teams. So they're that and, and they're, they're the good players on the bad teams are going to the NFL, but they're just like not playing the last three games of the season. Cause they're like, why, why should I care? And I think it's making, some of these other games, like more blowouts, because team, you know, because I think there's a mental thing that has gone down with a lot of these like college players, because it's yeah. like I've got to get up and fight, and oh by the way, if I get COVID, in which I'm probably not even going to feel sick, I'm gonna get like shunned, you know what I mean? So they gotta go, yeah. they gotta go to practice, they gotta work their butt off, they gotta compete at a high level. They got to go back to their dorm, literally do nothing else, hope they don't get a disease that won't kill them or honestly probably won't even make them feel bad. And you know what I mean? It's just it's putting out a bad product and I think it's kind of ruining the the, the quality of the game and, and the, the student athlete. Like, you well, know, that we talk about student athletes who can't make money, but like, yeah, we're doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's not just the student athletes because we are now in December, and I am looking at the end of this year like, ah, eh, this whole thing is just a wash. Let's get to twenty twenty one. True, but I don't know about you guys. Well, is that all we? What do we? Well, okay, so we talked about this one other time, I think, but like, we praise Michael Jordan for the flu game, right? Like, we literally praise him for that. He's out there just getting everyone sick, at least un allegedly, until recently when he told us he got food poisoning. But, like... Yeah, the story keeps we've, changing. You mean when he was drunk? <laughs> I don't know, man. You know how drunk you have to be to still be drunk? I like know, I'm kidding. The next day. I'm kidding. But anyway, kidding. like, we praise that. But, like... We're also talking about Michael Jordan. Right. But, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I hear people talk about... Just oh, it's like some. You say you have COVID, and like my whole fa like not my family, but like extended members of my family are like, oh no, are you okay? Like we're gonna be praying for you, and I'm like, I appreciate that, but like, dude, I'm I'm fine. Like it's okay. Like if 
if I text you and said I had a cold or I had the flu, like you're not going to be like, oh my goodness, is everything all right? Are you going to die? Like, <laughs> and, and it just seems like the more information we get, like that's what we're actually dealing but, with. But to be yeah. fair, like when when you do get the flu, you're like, you do want to make sure that person's all right because the right, flu is yeah. like not the best thing. But you know you're going to be all right. But I do get your point. Yeah, like yeah, I'm not saying no one cares, but at the same time, no one cares. And here's my example, okay? Let's say you have a giant, maybe I'm wrong. Let's say you had a giant family Thanksgiving plan, okay? Haven't seen your family and like a, a, a like the whole family hasn't been together in like a year or two or whatever. And you y'all were supposed to go to Thanksgiving. Let's say it's 2019, okay? And you're like, "Dang, man, I'm kind of like I kind of had the flu." Honestly, Maybe I'm wrong. You probably wouldn't even tell anybody. You would just show up and be like, yeah, I've been battling the flu a little bit here because everyone just wanted to see you like. But this year, it's just a totally different ball game. Like it's like you had the sniffles. You can't come over. And I just well, think and it's so detrimental to society. I mean, my my, you know, my grandmother is 92 and she's she's on hospice right now. I don't want her to get covid because she could pass away quicker, you know. Yeah, because and I, I, I and I really do believe that, but, but if, if I flu, you shouldn't go see her either. Yeah, it, exactly. but okay. Yeah. So that was gonna be my next thing. If I'm sick at all, I'm not gonna go see my grandmother. Like yeah. this narrative that you're a mass murderer because you get sick is just <laughs> driving me insane, and it's 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 making everything worse. And I guess the reason why I brought it up from the sports context is it's just like. Why are we doing this with the Steelers and the Ravens and like the Broncos? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are we doing this? Just, just let them play. They're they're not even getting sick. Yeah, I'll say one more comment. Like, I'm a student, obviously, and I was just thinking to myself, if I were a freshman this year, I would just be like, why am I in college right now? Especially if you were at Georgia Tech, paying to go to Georgia Tech. Why am I paying to be here? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my master's makes sense, but if I were an undergrad, I'd be like, this is dumb. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, like, college and public school become less, like, one of the good things that may come out of this is, like, public schooling becomes less relevant. So, that's cool. So, last joke of the night, and then I guess we'll wrap it up. British Airways is investigated. I like this joke because it has three punchlines because I couldn't decide which one I liked best. So okay, okay. Ready. Thanks for telling us. Nice. British Airways <laughs> is investigating reports that one of their stewardesses uh, was offering sexual favors and selling her panties between flights. Ooh la la. Said British Airways, we would fire her, but sex work is real work, and we're good feminists here at British Airways. <laughs> we encourage... <laughs> We encourage all of our employees to do some real work while at their jobs. Hey, don't even get us started on the baggage handlers. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Okay, that that wow. no, that was the joke. All right, all right, all right. Spicy. I saved the spicy joke for last. Did you though? You You're welcome, America. We had some. Well, I started with a pretty spicy on. one too. <laughs> All right, so that has been the magic in the attic saying goodbye to all of you. Send in your listener questions and your listener subjects to magicintheattic at gmail.com. Tweet at us at magicintheattic, and we will see you next time. Bye.
on the magic in the attic. The magic in the attic is back at it again. You're just chilling to the rhythm, and then the comes in. Sit right back and just have a good time. Listen to the music and let your feelings fly. Grab one of your friends and just sing and dance, sing and dance till the night ends in sweet romance. Cause all that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time. All that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time. Stop now, we're doing this all night long Cause I just want to laugh it all away Cause I get this feeling that it is going to stay Cause all that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time Trying to do is have a good, good time It's a beautiful day outside, so come play Soak up the sun and think about the things of the day about you all that I can running in circles around and around in my head all that I'm trying to do is have a good good time all that I'm trying to do is have a good good time All that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time. All that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time.